we promise to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. And somebody say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Turn around, high five two or three people and sit down. We're going to get into it this morning. I am so excited. I'll tell you a quick story. On the morning of April 10, 1912, 2,200 people boarded one of the largest, most luxurious ships ever made in the world for a five-day journey from Southampton, the UK, all the way to New York City. And among the people that boarded the plane was one of the most uh, decorated, most prolific, experienced ship captains in the UK at the time. Man, this guy, Captain Edward Smith, was so excited about riding this new ship because he had done this trip before. He had done this trip in a ship called the Olympic. But now he wanted to go even faster than he did in the Olympic in this brand new ship, the unsinkable Titanic. We know how this story goes. Four days later, they're riding through and they get some warning signs. Six warnings about an iceberg field that was on their route. They received uh, a warning at 9 o'clock in the morning, and then at 1.42, at 1.45, 7.30 p.m., 9.40 p.m., 10.55 p.m., and they didn't change their speed one bit. They were going fast, they were going to get there fast. It wasn't until 11.40 p.m. that they saw and within 30 seconds hit the iceberg. Most passengers were asleep. And you know what? When the Titanic hit, guess what? Few noticed anything more than a slight vibration. Somebody didn't even realize that something had happened. But two hours and 40 minutes later, at 2.20 a.m., the Titanic sank. And you know how the story goes. Rose said to Jack, I'll never let you go. And then she let him go. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes, sometimes we're just like Captain Smith, right? You and I, sometimes we're just like Captain Smith. Sometimes we set a course, right? And, and we're like, like, we've made up our minds. We're going full speed ahead. And nothing anybody says is going to change our minds. Hello? We ignore the warnings. And we only see the danger when it is too late. Oh my gosh. And then bam, all of a sudden we find ourselves in ice water. <laughs> right there. And sometimes what seems like a slight tremor in the moment. A drink, a smoke, a kiss, a look, a night, a drive, a party. Ends up sinking a dream, a relationship, an investment, a family. A future, a business, come on, a marriage. Today we start a new series called Navigate. And here's why. Because I don't want you to titanic your way through life. Hitting iceberg after iceberg, looking at regret after regret, bad decision after bad decision. We want to help you over this series make good decisions and help you figure out a way to make decisions better. 
And really and truly, when it comes down to it, I promise you this. Listen, listen. We are going to help you with some questions to ask yourselves before you ask, before you actually make decisions. And I promise you this. If you do what I'm telling you to do, if you ask the questions we're about to outline in this series, not only will you make better decisions and have fewer regrets, but here's the thing. You'll be able to process your decisions better and make the most out of the choices that are set before you. So the issue is this. Every time we're about to make a decision, we unconsciously ask ourselves some questions. Questions like, will this make me happy? Or will I enjoy this? Right? Will this hurt me? Will this hurt anyone else? Here's my favorite one. Will anyone find out? (laughs) Sometimes those are the questions we ask to determine whether we should do something or not. Man. But better questions lead to better decisions. And this is what we're going to talk about. Now, I thought this was so important, man. We put together a poster for you to remember these questions by and to make sure that you're able to teach your children these things. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. This this right here, we have them outside when you leave. I want you to pick up one. Because this right here is gold. Listen, if you don't even remember any of my messages, this right here is gold. And let me tell you why. Because a lot of times when our kids want to make decisions, we tell them the decision to make instead of teach them how to make their own decisions. Oh, you you ain't listening to me right now. Most of you grew up in situations where somebody told you what to do every single time. And now that you're facing your own decisions, you don't know what to do. And so you're wondering, hey, daddy, daddy, what should I do? Mommy, mommy, what should I do? I'm telling you something. If you learn how to process yourself, you will be more wise than the people around you. Hello? If if, If you're 12 to 19, you need this. Because you will go through your teen years into your adult years without making the stupid mistakes most of us made. I'm not saying the truth. If you're in your young 20s, 20s to 30s, let me tell you something. All of us who are above 50 can tell you this. If you don't know how to make right decisions, you're going to take 10 years to get what you could in two. Amen. And if you're like me, and you're like 40s, 50s, 60s, let me tell you something. You don't have time to make wrong decisions. You don't have no recovery time. You don't have recovery time. And if you're a grandparent, listen, this is what your grandchildren need. You need to be... Te- Look, when they go, hey, mommy, uh, grandma, what do I do? You just ask them one question. Well, what story do you want to tell? Ooh, that's a good question, isn't it? That's a really good question. Hmm, that makes you think. So, okay, okay, uh, well, I don't know. My friend, break up with my friend, and this happened. And you just say, well, let me ask you something. Uh, what does love require of you? Woo! Can you imagine? We need to teach people how to think, not think for them. I'm helping so listen, this is listen, this is so good. This is so I didn't make them up. I didn't make them up, so I'm about to take credit for it. I, I'm, I'm just saying, one day you go look back and say, Man, that word of truth, boy, that word of truth really gave us some good stuff. This is one. 
Grab it on your way out. That don't have anything to do with my message, but I just want you to know that, right? <laughs> Grab it on your way out. Because I'm going to focus on these questions throughout this series. And the first question is, and in your notes, the first question is this. It's the integrity question. Am I being honest with myself? Really? You have to add the really on there. Because sometimes when we ask the question, we say yes too quick. Am I being honest with myself? Really? This is called an integrity question. Because here's the thing. We are the easiest person for us to deceive. <laughs> we are the easiest person for us. Listen, if you want to know the person who has given you the most problems in your life and prevented you from achieving the most in your life, and really you just need to kick them, you know, look in the mirror. They're right there. Because we are the easiest person to deceive. Here's what James says. Do not, uh, James 1, 22. Do not merely listen to the world, the word, sorry, and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. You know what we do a lot of times? We deceive ourselves. By the way, if you're online, the poster is online as well. You can download it. Or if you, you want, you can come up to the office and get one of these beautifully printed ones. <laughs> Anytime this week. <laughs> Listen, don't deceive yourself. I used to work with, um, with a drug rehab place in Jamaica called Jamaica Teen Challenge. And one of the things I found out is that every time you sat down and talked with one of these guys about their story, about how they got to Teen Challenge, here's what you'd realize. They lived a life of self-deception right up until the point where they realized that they were lying to themselves the whole time and then all of a sudden they were able to get into the program. No one actually gets into the program until they start telling themselves the truth. And that's why people need intervention. What's an intervention? An intervention is stop Lying to yourself. You ain't fooling nobody else but you. People think they're doing stuff for one reason when the truth is they're doing it for another. Mm. So we're notorious for deceiving ourselves. But God wants us to lead ourselves, not deceive ourselves. Watch this. God wants us to lead ourselves, but not deceive ourselves. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, goodness, kindness. Watch this, watch this. These two, it's so good. Gentleness and self. People forget this self-control part. They don't recognize that self-control, the ability... To tell yourself the truth about what's going on and to control yourself into doing what's right is a fruit of the Spirit. God wants us to lead ourselves. And a part of the problem is we can't lead ourselves if we're lying to ourselves. Hello. We can't lead us if we're lying to us. In fact, Proverbs 14, 8 says this, The prudent understand where they're going, but fools... Deceive themselves. Amen. Amen. How many of you know that all of us have been a fool at some point or another? Come on. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that you put up your hand. Because if you didn't, you're deceiving yourself. And that makes you a fool right now. Amen. 
But here's the thing. You can't make the best decision for you if you're not honest with you. And a lot of us here are in a situation where we're in the middle of a decision. We're about to make a decision. And a part of the problem is we're lying to ourselves as we're making this decision and telling ourselves that we need something that we don't need. Or someone that we don't need. Mm. Yes, well, am I being honest with myself? Really? Really? Why am I doing this? Really? Why am I avoiding him? Really? Why do I want to be her friend? Really? Why am I posting this picture? Oh my God! Why did I say yes? Really? Why did I order that? Why did I watch that? Why did I move in? Why did I move out? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You have, you have to really ask yourself sometimes, why am I doing what I'm really doing? You see, you got to question yourself. You know what I have this saying? Tell the truth and shame the devil, Lord Jesus. You know what I'm saying. Somebody got shame the devil. And this is the thing. We don't want to shame the devil because the devil looked just like Mm. so we sell ourselves on what we want to do not what we ought to do we sell ourselves on what we want to do not what we ought to do as soon as we want something we start selling ourselves. Man, we sell. We are good salespersons. Like in our heads, our minds are the greatest salesperson to us. If people ever try to sell us on what we sell ourselves, the way we sell ourselves, I'm telling you something. We would, we would like slap them and say, you're insulting my intelligence. Right? Can you imagine? Somebody said, look, well, you didn't have dessert for lunch. So, you deserve some dessert now. Like, nobody can tell me that. But guess who tells me that all the time? me or watch this this is what i tell myself too hey um you're gonna work out tomorrow anyway <laughs> right 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 oh come on no no oh, how many of you tell yourself that but if somebody else ever told you that you'd be saying you're an idiot what does that have to do with eating dinner? you see you'd say that but we are our best salesperson and we don't know how to tell us you're foolish Listen, Tiger Wood said this. Oh, this is, this is crazy. Remember when all that fiasco with Tiger Wood happened? Here's what Tiger Wood said. I felt that I had worked hard my entire life and deserved to enjoy all the temptations around me. What a sales pitch. And you can see it too. You can see his head. You can see what's going on. Because all of us are guilty of the same thing. Something inside you said, man, you deserve it. You know how hard you work. How hard you work at golf don't have nothing to do with cheating on your wife. But in his head, he connected the two. Well, of course, I'm so good at golf. I should cheat on my... What? That's all we do. We do that to us. We do that to ourselves. We tell ourselves all this kind of foolish logic. I'm telling you, man. Listen, listen, listen. Three scriptures real quick. Look at this. Being honest with yourself will keep you safe. Proverbs 10 verse 9 says, People with integrity walk safely. 
but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. Yeah. Look at this. Number two. Being honest with yourself will guide you. Proverbs 11.3. The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Number three. Being honest with yourself will give you wisdom. Psalm 51 verse 6. Look. You, this is God, God, you desire integrity in the inner man. You want me to possess wisdom. In other words, you can't have wisdom if you're deceiving yourself. You can't make good decisions until you're honest with you. I'll say it another way. If the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to you, you can't hear Him if you're lying to yourself. You can't, you can't hear the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit start talking to you. You start binding the devil. Because you want what you want. And it cannot be God that is speaking to me right now. It must be the devil. Because it goes against what I want. Hmm. You have to call yourself out. You have got to call yourself out. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5 says, Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Test yourselves. It is up to you and I to test ourselves, to examine ourselves, to check ourselves before we wreck. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah, check yourself. Before you wreck yourself, right? You've got to do that. It is up to you and I. So how does this manifest? Let me tell you three things that tend to happen. Three icebergs we need to navigate around. And only honesty can cause us to do this. Number one is dumb financial decisions. Yes. Dumb financial... I remember one time, you know, years ago, years ago, years ago. Somebody said years ago. Years ago, man, um, you know what? I got into, um, I invested my money in an investment club. And I, was, I did it because everybody I knew was doing it and they were going on vacations. And so I said, well, I want some of that too. So I put some money in my investment club. I didn't know that the investment club was a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I remember an older guy said to me one day, he said to me, let me tell you something. I said, I know it looks like it's making money, but it's unsustainable. So let me tell you one piece of wisdom. It's better to get out a year early than a day late. How many of you know it was a day late? <laughs> Why? Because the salesman in me said a year early Hold on, let me calculate how much money that would be that I would be lo- Oh, I ain't doing that. See, something in me wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I couldn't hear the wisdom, the warning calls. So guess what happened to my ship? Jack, I'll never let you go. I let it go. I had to forgive, I had to release, I had to say, God help me, Lord I depend on you, I'm so sorry, what was wrong with me? You know why? Because I wanted to do what, I made a dumb financial decision because I wasn't being honest with me. Hmm. I just wanted the money, I just wanted more money. 
I didn't see it. You know, sometimes we pretty it up, right? This must be the will of the Lord. Because look at the returns. You get what I'm saying? We're really just, it's greed. It's just greed. You got to call yourself out. Dumb financial decisions. Proverbs 21, 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Listen, here's the sales pitch. If you don't do it now, you'll never get this opportunity again. Hmm. You ever hear that one? Or how about this? I, knew, I know you already have one that does everything that this one does, but this one is newer. And it's red. What? What? Or how about this one? Just buy it. You can afford it. Don't buy everything you can afford. The Bible says that the fool, we are, the fool spends all he has. Don't buy everything you can afford. Or how about this one? It won't add that much to your minimum payment. Listen, if you pay minimum, this is not a financial message, but I'm just trying to tell you something. <laughs> Here's secondly, so the dumb financial decisions. Here's the next one. Doomed relationships. Doomed relationships. Second Corinthians 6.14. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can, a, can righteousness be partnered with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? You know, sometimes what happens is that we enter into these relationships and we start to justify why this relationship is good, even though we know... It ain't so good. But we don't want to be honest with ourselves. Why? Because we want what we want. A lot of times we enter relationships to heal a hurt that only Jesus can. Like, thank you so much for those three, four, five handcuffs. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you understand. Sometimes we're looking at relationships. Don't enter a relationship to try and fix something that only Jesus can fix. A relationship isn't there to soothe your insecurities. A relationship isn't there so that you'll stop being lonely. A relationship, listen, you have to be careful. There's some things that Jesus has to do in your life and a man or woman can't do it. You're putting too much pressure on somebody if you expect them to do what only God can do. Alright, that's alright. Here's, 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 the, uh, here's the sales pitch. Sure, he doesn't have a job. But he's such a great guy. He's just waiting on the right opportunity. I know his credit score is low, but he's building it back. And he borrowed money and he hasn't given me. But as soon as he can, he will. And yes, he lives with his mom, but it's because he's a family guy. He's a family. Come on now. Look, we tell ourselves something sometimes. I'm telling you. Right? Yeah, 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 Pastor. I know she's, I know she's, she kind of gets angry. I know, I know she get, flies off the handle all the time, but man, she's fun. Oh, man. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, she texted her boyfriend. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah, but you know what? Have you seen her, though? <laughs> have you seen her? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What does that have to do? With the decision you're making. you got to be real. Here's the last one. Destructive habits. Destructive habits. <laughs> a prudent person 
Proverbs 27, 12 says, A prudent person foresees danger and takes precaution. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, the sales pitch again. You know, something in school and it's like, well, if you skip one class, it won't matter. Or, you know, if you look at that website that one time, hey, it's just one more time. It's just one more time. If you flirt with her, what's, that's not a big deal. Who are you harming, really? You're not hurting anyone, so it should be all right. So I'm saying, what happens? You start convincing yourself that the destructive habit isn't really a habit. I'm not really an addict. I'm not really trapped. I'm not really, and we start to convince ourselves, well, I haven't done it in a week, so then it's not that bad. Are you following me? And what happens is, we don't get real honest and say, I have a problem here. Why am I doing this? Really? Because that's what it comes down to. Can you be real with you? You see, we can avoid these things if we ask that question. And that's why the psalmist says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and see if there's any wicked way in me. Because the issue is sometimes I can't see me for myself. And then we make decisions with this liar in our head telling us that it's okay. So, why do we believe our own lies? Like, what is the deal? Well, Jeremiah says it real well. He says in Jeremiah 17, 9, he says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. That doesn't give you much hope. <laughs> That's a pretty sad statement. It says, who can understand it? Now, here's the thing about the heart, which is interesting, because he says the heart is deceitful. Very specific word. He doesn't say the heart is dishonest. He says the heart is what? Deceitful. Why would he say deceitful and not dishonest? Because dishonesty is us playing out lying. If you want to see a dishonest person, so easy. They just lie. The sky is red. That's dishonest. You know what I'm saying? The earth is flat. That's, dis that's dishonest. I just let people know. That's not true. Alright? Right, they're, just, they're just saying, they just say stuff that's not real. They just say stuff that's not real. But deceitful is different than dishonest. Because deceit hides enough truth in the lie that sometimes you can't tell the difference. There's put enough, the sprinkling of truth. Did God say you cannot eat of any fruit in the tree? <laughs> see, it's just deceit, you know? God doesn't mean, you see, that, that's, that's deceit right here. That's how Satan works. So deceitful. Our heart is deceitful above all things. And then it says it's beyond cure. What do you do with something that has no cure? You manage it. You manage it. If you have a sickness, it don't have no cure, guess what the doctor gives you? He gives you something to manage it. 
If your pain has no cure, they have pain management. You can manage what doesn't have a cure. As long as we're in this body, man, there is no cure for this heart. All you can do is say, God, search me, keep me, help me, change me, touch me. But every now and then, this liar is going to pop up in your head and say, you know you need that. You know you need that. You know you need that. The heart, beyond cure, it must be managed. So who can understand it? Who can understand it? That's why sometimes you look in the mirror the next day and you say, I don't understand why I did what I did. Who can understand it? So here's how it works. Here's how it works. The heart sees something that it wants. And it tells the brain. It says, brain, I need you to justify that thing for me. And so your brain says this. Well, you see your brain is smart. That's why it's the brain. Right. Just follow me. So your brain goes, your brain says, hey, you know what? It's harder to justify a want than a need. So what I have to do is switch it from I want it to I I need it, I need it, I must have it. And so what the brain does is find, convinces us. No, your brain and your heart are now conspiring against you. And so your brain and your heart come up with this plan that tells you that you need what it is. And once we feel we need it, we end up buying it, smoking it, eating it, drinking it, watching it, dating it, sleeping with it, Loving it, leaving it, asking it out, asking it in, and then regretting it. That's what happens. As we walk down this path, walk down this path, and then psychologists have a name for it, for your brain doing this. It's called confirmation bias. As confirmation bias does this, let me tell you confirmation. It's a, it looks for evidence and information and arguments that support what we already believe and want to do. That's why when you want to buy a vehicle and you've convinced yourself that the vehicle that you want is like a Ford F-150, all of a sudden you're seeing more Ford F-150s on the, tr- on the road than ever before in your life. You ever had that experience? Anybody ever have that? You know what I'm talking about, right? You, wa- you want like a pair of Nikes and all of a sudden everybody's wearing the pair of Nikes. It's like, whoa, see, low, low, low. Right? You want Whatever you want, all of a sudden you see it everywhere you look. Why? Confirmation bias. Your brain has filtered out all the things that are not what you want, so you can only focus on the things that you want. That's confirmation bias. It makes you see what you want to see, and hear what you want to hear, and tune out anything, watch this, and anyone who contradicts your decision. And that's why sometimes it's really dangerous for you to make a decision and then start looking for signs from God because you will find them. Listen to me. Sometimes you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. Just because you pass a billboard that says every kiss begins with K doesn't mean you should marry him. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Just because, listen, just because you see an advertisement for Pampers doesn't mean it's time to get pregnant. I'm just here, just listen to me. You can't, you can't make a decision and then say, okay, I'm going to look for a sign. But Jesus says this wicked generation looks for signs. 
Signs should follow those who believe. Come on now. Are you following what I'm saying? We have to be careful because confirmation bias will shut out everything. Like you will not see the person, the advertiser that says, Hey, divorce lawyer, I'm here to help if you want to get married. And you will not see every kiss begins with K if you want to get divorced. You're only going to see what you want to. Yeah. So you got to be careful. You want to be proven right more than you want to know what's right. You don't want the truth. You can't handle the truth. That's why Jesus said, here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth. The truth shall set you free. How, what is truth going to set you free to do? To make the right choice. It's going to set you free from the issues. That the reason why you're trapped where you're trapped is because you believe the lie. Amen. Man, that's really good right there. It's really good right there. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> so watch this. Watch this. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. So how do we keep our hearts in check? How do we manage this heart? How do we deal with this? Uh, number one, we have to admit it. We have to admit it. We have to say to ourselves, I have a deceptive heart and a confirmation bias mind. That's it. You have to just admit it. I have, say it with me, say, I have a deceptive heart and a confirmation bias mind. Say it one more time. I have a deceptive heart and a confirmation bias mind. Here, here, here's what that does. Look, it says to me, I need to check myself. Am I doing this just because and you fill in the blank. You got to check yourself. So here's the second thing. Ask it. Admit it. Ask it. Am I being honest with myself? Really? Am I being honest with myself right now? Really? Some of you are getting set free right now. I'm telling you something. Some of you are in the middle of making a decision. And this question alone is stopping in your tracks going, maybe I need to rethink this. And that's okay. That's okay. Number three, analyze it. Why do I feel the way I feel? Why am I so determined to buy, to date, to have, to experience? Tell yourself the truth and the truth will set you free. Um, there's a challenge I want to leave you with. It's called Integrity Challenge. It's on the post as well. So I want you to grab it when you leave. Make sure you grab it. Make sure if you have nieces, nephews, listen, give it to them. I say, Look, can I take more than one? Yes, take more than one. And if we run out, I'll print more for next week. Don't worry about it. Just, just take it for as many people as can help. But here is the Integrity Challenge that I want you to say, to, to think about. I will not lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. I want you to say that. I will not lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. Can you say that with me? I will not lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. One more time. I will not lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. Listen, reveal your own heart. It's you. It's you. You don't have to share it with anybody. But don't lie to yourself. Even if it makes you feel bad. 
Even if it's like, I can't believe I'm that selfish. Even if it's like, I can't believe I'm that, I'm that greedy. Even when it's, well, I can't believe I'm that needy. Just, just tell yourself, talk to yourself. Don't lie to you. Don't lie to you. So today, as we get ready to close, bow your heads with me. I want to pray for you real quick because I really feel like there is something happening in so many lives right now when it comes to making decisions. I don't want to pray for somebody who's making a bad decision right now because you're not being honest with yourself. And this was like a godsend for you because it woke you up. You may still even be struggling with this and going like, I don't know, I'm, I'm just too far in. Sometimes just pausing. Just pausing. And here's the thing. You could even be making a good decision. But you still need to check your heart as to why you're doing what you're doing. And resolve that first. So Father, thank you, Lord God. For those who are going through the valley of decision right now. And they're not sure which way to turn. Your word says that there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. Lord, I pray that as they look at these options, as they look at the decision set before them, that, Father, they would open their hearts, they would ask themselves a tough question. Am I being honest with myself right now? Holy Spirit, help them to be bold enough to tell themselves the truth bold enough to hear your voice saying this is the way walk in it I thank you Lord God for that right now hallelujah if you're not saved today I want to pray for you you need to be honest with you you need to be honest with yourself to say you know what I need a savior I cannot get out of this by myself. I need help. I need God to come and rescue me. If that's you, I want to pray for you because you know what? God has a purpose and a plan and a direction for your life. But it starts with you being honest.